Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 76. 76? 76? That sounds good. That sounds 76. Yep, yep, 76. That's it. And in this week, we're going to be talking about embracing your style and not always going with the trends. We're talking about innovation. Uh, we're going to talk about having too much information and how that could be unvaluable for some reason. And you do not have to be the star, the boss, the CEO in order to win. Moose, how are we feeling about this? Yeah, I feel good. This one's refreshing. It shows that you there's room for you no matter what role you play and no matter what style you show. You know, it's like, it's a really refreshing one. So, yeah, y'all got to tap in. It's going to be good. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And shout out to all our audio, our video listeners, viewers, whether you're day one, whether you're right now, whatever it is, shout out to y'all, for real, for real. Moose, how are we feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling mm-hmm. good. Uh, yeah, I've been... I've been um, I like I studied, I went, it's funny, I feel like I'm, I'm a big fan of hip hop, but I never really understood the history of hip hop like that. Okay. So I don't know what it was this week, but I like dove into, into the crates. I was like really digging deep and I went through like the history and, and really trying to understand why is hip hop the way it is and why are certain people appreciated and respected the way they are. And I was like, Okay, this is this is dope. Everybody needs to do that. So if you're into something, uh, study the history of what you're into, man. That's important. So, mm, I yeah. like that. Good week. Mm-hmm. I like that. I am, depending on when you hear this, I will be in California. Hey. Uh, I'm speaking at Social Media Marketing World. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited, yeah, but cool. I just look to rent a car and everything is booked. This is trash, mm, but maybe no cars? so. All the cars, but this is. But the, here's the thing: maybe it wasn't mm. meant for me because prices, uh, gas prices are disgusting, and mm-hmm. so maybe it was more like Uber here and there, and then like walk around because uh, mm. gas is over there. I think it's like six dollars, which is crazy. Wow. I'm. Wow. I'm, I don't even drive that much anymore for me to be like. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. banana. $6? So, that's crazy. Right. So. Uh, yeah, we feel bad for y'all West Coast people with gas prices. God bless, man. Yeah, God I don't, bless. I don't know about, I don't know about. <laughs> what are gas prices in New York? In Jersey? Uh, I'm like at. Like $5.50? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. It's like 4 it's like four fifty. Okay. Or All like right. yeah, like four between four dollars and four fifty. Okay. All I'm right. Because I didn't want I didn't want y'all to be like <laughs> yeah, yeah. six dollars to yeah, yeah. five fifty over here. Sixty nine. Like, yeah, we like five five. now. Frame five eighty nine. It's like nah, play, come on. Yo, yeah. shout out to the people who have like Hondas and stuff like that who can still get unleaded. You feel me? Shout out to shout out to y'all, okay? That uh, those, regular. those people who uh who had to upgrade and everything, like they're feeling it right now. They feeling Yo, it, right? Nah, low key though, I feel like if anybody was on the fence about getting a Tesla after what just happened with these gas prices, oh. they're gonna be like sold on a Tesla. Like, oh, yo, facts. Tesla is a way off. What yeah. was it? Uh I was watching somebody's reel and it was like Thirteen dollars to fill up my Tesla. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's like seventeen bucks. My my brother in law, I think I told you, he has was seventeen bucks to get 300, 300 miles or something like that. So yeah, I don't understand none of that. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, crazy. I would love. I would love a Tesla. I would. I would love yeah. a Tesla. That would may have to happen. I don't know, but <laughs> but let's get into this episode. 
I'm really uh, air horn happy so far. So, you know, it's uh, Women's Women's History Month. I think national. I never get those things right. But it's y'all month. Mm -hmm. It's our month. Everything like that. Um, And I'm going to start with uh, the queen herself. Uh, Barb's I want no issue. We're only going to speak very highly of Nicki Minaj. Okay. And that's who we're talking about. Um, she recently, first off, she's been super busy with like two to three new songs, really dope rollout. We spoke about it in one of the episodes, uh, but she had this really great sit down with Joe Budden and I had so many parts that I wanted to grab from it and I didn't. There's this one particular part about how... Music is right now, but you know how we do. We always take it as how does it apply to our brand and business? And like we see a certain blueprint over and over again. And do we take it or do we not? So this is what she said about it. You know, once anybody has success with anything, it seems like everybody just jumps on that sound. Even if they may not have even liked it, it might be people behind them telling them to do it. Once you do that, and once you do it a couple times, who, who then are you? We've now forgotten who you are. We've now forgotten who you are. And so I don't think people realize that if you jump on it, every trend, you become faceless. Mm. Oh. Wow. That was a bar. That was yeah, a bar. Yeah, mic drop. Um, mic drop. I, I'll let you start with this, but that hurt my feelings still. Go ahead. <laughs> and it, it, it doesn't even apply to me, but it still hurt my yeah, feelings. So yeah, yeah, yeah. nah, it's it's relevant. It's relevant, and I, I I mean, look, we're we're at that era right now where whatever it may be that you're after, if you're wanting growth online or you recognize the importance of social media and the online world, you're going to do things that are trending, that are capturing attention, that the platforms themselves are pushing. But if you're not careful and you haven't established a strong foundation and you're not mindful of your own DNA, it's easy to forget about where you came from. Even worse, it's easy to forget who you are. So I think what she's saying here is if we're just jumping on things because they're successful, then no one can ever really trace back to see where you came from, where you started. And or what was trending at that time. So like, again, the thing for me that was kind of cool and going back to the 90s and being able to like learn about hip hop and, and see how, uh, see the, the rap battle between Jay and DMX that everyone talks about that kind of like started the whole Rockefeller thing and, and seeing that's like, you can see them being themselves at that time and representing an era that they came from. And sure, they have grown and progressed throughout whatever trends may have come up. But a lot of times, because they were so true to themselves, they were able to start trends and not have to just jump on them. So, yeah, I think I think that's one of those things that we got to be mindful of because you could just go through some people's profiles now and it's like there's no documentation of, so who who were you at one point? Or who's like, who's who's you without all of this other stuff? So that's that's a, that's probably a bad loss if uh if we never get to establish that first i think you you um you had so many good points with that one but it always goes through that battle that we normally talk about which is like do we follow the blueprint or don't like she said mm -hmm. like this is proven that it works and so if it proves that it works that means i could get some type of success from it now i think where we go wrong is like maybe we've never seen success before or feel confident enough that we can do it on our own so that if we follow this particular thing, boom, we're going to get the same success as the originator has done. Now, my only thing with that is like the same thing that she said, like when that trend is done, when that sound is over, when that you know, that wave is over, then who are you? Mm -hmm. Like, and there's nothing wrong 
with jumping on a trend because I mean, that's where you'll get the reach. Like you will stay relevant by doing a trend within your industry. And I'm not just talking about music. Like that's why I'm, um, there's trends in everybody's industry. So with that, if we do that, then they're saying like, we're being relevant, we're embracing and and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but we're embracing what's happening. And we are showing other people that, yo, I'm not, I'm not an old person, old person. I'm with the times I'm doing this, you know, and, and, and taking advantage of new eyes on you. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you start, and I think it's because the success or the reach that you get from trends is addictive, that you tend to jump on trend to trend to trend to trend, and we forgot to mold ourselves and create our own style. Right? That's real. And it's like, I mean, we we had this conversation a few days ago where it's like, and I, I think I may have to bring on a, a ClickFunnels person based off like our conversation, <laughs> but like everybody is on the ClickFunnels wave and that's how to be successful and when you are selling this or doing this and doing that, right? Um, and me and Moose are both semi-rebellious because we've done it and it's like, yes, but there has to be something else. Right. There has to be a different, like, this trend may go away. And then what? So is it really that ClickFunnels is the only way, mm-hmm. right? So, because it was, wasn't there and there was success by other people. What were they doing, 100%, right? 100%, yeah. And, you know, you can jump on, like I said, you could jump on these different uh, sales strategies that are trending. You could jump on these different pieces of content that are trending. You could jump on different design ways. There's always going to be something you could you could jump on and have this, uh, whether it's immediate or a certain amount of success. But then what? Mm-hmm. So is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I the, feel. Oh, go, my, go ahead. I don't know. I was going to say. I just feel like. So it's, it's better to take on trends when you know your style already because you can almost infuse your style into the trend yeah. as opposed to just letting the trend take over your entire, you know, swag that it's like, oh, oh, that's not even you anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. It, but not many people know how to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it, it's, it's still... You, you either, there's not always a happy medium. There's like, okay, let me go do the trend or let me not do the trend. It's, it's, it's only certain percentage that understand, like I could do the trend, but I can make you understand that this is me and my brand. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. But because they see the success of copying the brand, the brand, copying the trend, copying that certain wave that's happening um they get used to that microwave feeling that microwave success it's like oh Mm -hmm. snap i got different eyes on my brand i got different eyes on the business like my business is booming a little bit more in this situation if i do this particular strategy just like so and 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 so there's a lot of so and so's yeah, a lot of so-and-so's, yeah. I think that's one of the, like, like, I wouldn't say a red flag, but a yellow flag. Like, if mm-hmm. mad people is doing so-and-so, like, is, 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 is doing you this particular it. thing, mm-hmm. you may not want to put all your eggs in a basket for that. Dang. Yeah. Not, uh, at that point, you're, you're better off taking on a little bit more risk mm-hmm. to figure out the next thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's better to honestly to contribute to the next trend and, 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 and be an early adopter or someone who's helping to start something new than to just be a bandwagon fan 
you know, of, of what's currently trending right now. Cause you did nothing to help bring that into style. It's like, you just adopted it. But how do you, okay. So I'm brand new, right? I'm brand new. Hello, I'm Nikki. I never done nothing before, but I want to have really successful business moves. I, re I really do. Mm -hmm. I know I have to brand myself and I need, but, um, I really, I, I'm seeing this this uh, this blueprint that mm -hmm. these people are doing, and I could do that, and I've done it, and it and it gave me this. Um, should I keep going? Should I keep doing that? Like, I don't know if there is a easy way to say, but stop right here. Yeah, like, no, there there isn't. There isn't. I mean, I've, I've always used numbers for that reason, because numbers will tell you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. Like, it's easy if you look at numbers over a series of time or a sequence of time, it's easy to determine if you're on an uptrend or a downtrend. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's easy to determine, well, when should I get off? Well, once you start seeing that thing dip and it's starting to fall down, you might want to start coming off. Ideally, you actually want to jump off before you peak. Yeah. Right? Be because... And and we go back to that Swiss Beast lesson, right? Where it's like, I intentionally want to leave at my prime or yeah. at, when I'm at my best so that you never see a decline on, on my name or like that's not on my scorecard. So I think the only thing to copy, it's not even trends, it's fundamentals. Mm. So it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to copy something, I'm going to copy the fundamentals of the greats. Yeah. Well, what did they do? Okay, as it relates to... The, the basic professional and personal development things that we all know about. So I and and maybe when you hear it through somebody else's lens, it'll resonate with you a little bit more. And so you take it on. But if you're going to copy their style. It's difficult. I don't I don't know that it I, at some point you feel like, OK, it's not me. And it, it goes back to that conversation you and I have where it's like, OK, I, I'm like, yeah, but nah. but, I, <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah. that goes back to. Maybe, and, and as a suggestion of not getting on a trend before you understand who you are. 100%. If you don't understand that part, you're going to get lost in the, the, the hype. You're going to get lost mm -hmm. in the false reality of success. Yeah, because at that point, the trend doesn't accelerate your success. It actually delays it. You feel me? Because like, oh, then you got to come back to square one to learn who you are, recognize your values and yada, 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 to get back in the, in the mix when it's like, man, I should have just stayed here, got my stuff figured out, really figure out who I am and my place in the world and and then figure out what what pieces I can take into it. But yeah, it is. Um, so people just figure out you first. Figure out you first, and it is addicting. I will say that the trends mm -hmm. are addicting. But let's get into this next one. Um, so it wouldn't be right to talk about Nicki Minaj and we not talk about the person, the reason why uh, Nicki Minaj is so huge, which is Lil Wayne. And... He had an amazing interview that I had grabbed like nine clips <laughs> that I wanted to say on this whole podcast. And I figured that wasn't going to be right. It'd be a whole little Wayne breakdown from one perspective. And that wasn't even right. So um, he did a, a dope interview with I Am Athlete. And the question was like, how do you how do you stay on top? And he said something very tangible that we wanted to go over. So for those people who are like, all right, I'm seeing a bit of success or I want to prepare for success. And how do I stay on the top? Like he little Wayne is still relevant till this day, hands down. But how? So let's talk about it. You have to be embracing. You have to be embracing. You can't be the guy that's. You can't be the guy that's uh, the person that's saying, uh, "I don't like this new. I don't like the new music. I don't." Or the mumble rap. Uh, whatever you want, whatever they name it. You can't. You can't say I don't like it. You gotta love it, learn it, like it, and love it because you better understand that that's music. You can't feel like I'm this way, 
and this my flow, this my, this what I, this what I do. And nah, you gotta go get you a vocal coach. You know what I mean? You gotta go get your shout out, rest in peace, Miss Betty Wright. You gotta get you a vocal coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta learn how to stretch your voice. Cause then you got a Drake. You know what I mean? There's a Drake. So you gotta, and he's music. Hmm. So this just, this Crazy. almost contradict, no, this almost contradict what we were just talking about for me. The, listen to what I, listen to what I mean by that, right? And not contradicting what we just all said about Nicki Minaj, but how we both feel about ClickFunnels. Oh, it's yeah. like, I hate it. I don't want, I don't like it. It doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Nah, you got to love it. You got to embrace it and you got to get you a coach to make you understand it. We may not have the right coaches. <laughs> I can take it. You see how I flipped that? You see how I did that? <laughs> No comment. <laughs> no, no, no it's, listen. Um, and, and you probably feel that so, uh, it's kind of like an inside joke, but we just kind of told you um, where you probably feel that way about something in your industry that you're just like, I've had this success and now something new came through and I'm not feeling it. Right. I, that that ain't that's not my style. That's not what I do. Right. They 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 changing the whole industry up. Like if you speak on on it like that, then this trend or this new wave could possibly be the staple of the industry from now on. Right. Things change all the time. There's no single industry that has stayed the same. There has been some types of updates. There's been some types of trends, some types of upgrades. Like there's always been something that we may not all agree on. But, it, and I think about it from even from like a nine to five aspect, right? Where it's like, I may not like this new policy, but mm-hmm. to keep my job, to stay in the game, I have to do it, right? Right. And so I, I, I look at it like that, where it's, you have to embrace it to a certain point, though you may have done it one way and you've seen success. If you are continuously wanting success, if you are continuously wanting to be relevant, if you want to have people to continue to say your name over and over again in rooms that you are not in, you got to embrace what is happening. Now, that does not stop you from innovating. That doesn't stop mm. you from uh, creating a new thing on top of what is already there. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not saying that, but it it is like when if we're talking about what he was referencing, which is music, and he was more from a lyrical side, and then it went all into this melody of mumble situation and how you've seen concerts being more of a rock and roll situation. Like, they're rock stars. They do mosh pits and things like that. He's like, you know what? I'm going to embrace that. I'm going to collaborate with some of the rappers that are now. Shoot, he had a whole rock album just Mm because, right? He, um... And he he shouted out Betty White because that was who helped him uh, with his vocals and things like that. Because he, as he signed one of the most impactful artists in music, he understood where music was going. And he was like, shoot, I got to learn how to somewhat mm-hmm. have some types of vocals because Drake is now music mm-hmm. for right now. That doesn't mean it couldn't revert back to what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, it's it's uh, it's a different. It's a definitely a fine line though, because I know you, I know it's like, yo, wait, I just I just I just thought y'all said don't change, but now you're saying change. I'm confused. It's like okay, there's a, there's a fine line, right? Because I, I I and I think especially through through his lens, when you get deeper into the game or like you've been around for a minute mm-hmm. and you're trying to stay like. 
keep the same sound, the same way, the same everything, the same look. Like, I still want this to be the way that works 25 years later. It's like, no, but but everybody rebrands. Mm-hmm. Apple uploads, uh, updated their logo. Instagram changed their logo. Like, everyone shows the trajectory or the change or, or just like the upgrade of time. It's like, okay, we're still the same company. We're still the same business, the same brand. We live by the same values. But over time, you're going to see us at least pick out what's, what are the good things from the new, from the new generation? Like, yeah. what can we pick up from the new generation that can be beneficial to what we're doing? So oh, I think real, that real there quick, are some. Real quick, because mm-hmm. I think, because I love how you said that we were, went from one situation to another. This is a difference because one was a trend and this is now industry standard. Mm, that's good. You know what I'm saying? So we're not saying yep. in this topic, while the trends are happening, embrace the trends. No one said right. nothing about trends. This is now the new industry standard. This is what we know of this particular industry. Get with it mm-hmm. or get lost. My bad. I just yeah. wanted to clear yeah, that no, up because I was like, yo, we do sound point. mad yeah, contradictory. Like, <laughs> back and forth. Yeah, no, but it is two different things. You're right. And, and notice we're telling you that in the beginning, like lay your foundation first. But I think what's even more like honorable and respectful is the fact that he's telling you not only should you embrace it, because that's like almost the, the act of the passing of the baton, but you need to invest to figure out how to learn it, how to love it, how to like it. Like you, you got to put money up now to, to do that. I don't know about the ClickFunnels stuff, but you know, at least as it relates to <laughs> some of this other stuff, you know, low key, if you people don't know, <laughs> low key, when Moose feels a way, he feels away, and you gotta have mm-hmm. a lot of facts. Yeah, to, yeah, to un- bring me back. To, yeah, to be like, mm, not even like I agree. Mm. Right. <laughs> Whatever that noise <laughs> is, that's yeah. what. Mm. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had to I had to throw the click funnel stab because I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, because it is. It I, well, it depends. You may not say it's a industry standard. You may not. Mm-hmm. I may I may say is semi is. The only reason I say semi is because who based off who we follow, which isn't everybody, harps on that. But mm-hmm. that's I still need more exposure to intelligently say Yeah, absolutely. It's an industry standard. Absolutely. So, yeah, and that's why for me I'm saying no common. It's like I just think that a lot has changed around the centerpiece yeah. for the centerpiece to still be the industry standard. It's like, and you got to think about it. Like a lot of the stuff that is so, that feels like industry standard now, it's like, is it really industry standard or are we saying it? it is because we're coming out of a pandemic mm. and we weren't given any alternatives. Like the stuff that we used to be able to do to, to be able to grow our business or expand our reach or bring more people to, towards our brand. Yeah. We weren't able to do that for two years. So we had to just stick with the only alternative that was available to us and say, oh, shoot, uh, let, just, just just click it. <laughs> Go right. ahead and just keep clicking. But now I think as we're getting back to some level of normal or things are starting to open up a little bit, God forbid, or, or prayfully things overseas uh, settle down some, mm-hmm. we're going to really see like, okay, can it stand the test of time? And I think that's, that's the thing for me, like those greats, greats, greats that, that become undebatable in my mind, yeah. they survived the test of time. So I think we're, we're going to see, you know, over the next little bit what's happening. Yeah. And for those people who are lost, when we say click funnels, I just want to Cause I know, shout out to my mom. My mom's gonna be like, "What is what is this click funnel?" Right. What is that? What is? Um, it is a software. Think about it like when you go to McDonald's and you buy a burger, and they ask if you want fries with that. It is like an upgrading system automatically that can be a website and landing page and things like that. So I just wanted to give people backstory. I'm trying to do better as we say these like little things, and it's like. Hold on. Not everybody knows this. So we got y'all on that. But I, I, on the same topic, not the ClickFunnels topic, but on the same topic of, I like how we made it very tangible mm-hmm. of like, because 
he could have just been like, just embrace it. He was mm. like, no, embrace it and then get you somebody who can help you be in that, that new industry standard. Like, yeah. go get you somebody. Um, and, don't, and don't go to YouTube University mm-hmm. and, and think you can learn it on your own. No, you are on top. You are one of the thought leaders. You are what people talk about. And so to stay relevant like that, you got to not try to figure that out on your, like on your own. And this is from a person who always tries to figure out things on their own to now where I've been Mm -hmm. very vocal with, hello, how did you do this? Okay, let me know. Whoop dee boop, right? Um, not to everybody, because I still have yeah. trust issues. But yeah. um being it, it, just because we've we see more of these big influencers and celebrities ask questions and do things, it's like, why do we think we're above that? Like they are yeah. millions and billions. And they ask yeah. questions and they're creating relationships and they're doing this and doing that. And here I am being like, no, hmm. I'm going to figure it out <laughs> on my own. Right now. Right. I am cool with like having blinders. Right. Like just go. Your some questions cannot be answered because they're only going to be based off their success. Mm-hmm. And I don't want based off their success. I want it catered to more of me. So there's going to be some, still some situations where I'm going to be super blind by it, but there's other things when I've reached a certain level where it's like, okay, now I got to ask questions to stay on top. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm asking. Like we're in, we're in the podcast game. We're, we're on the charts. Okay. Now how do I do this, that, and the third, because before it was like, I'm not going to ask no questions. We're going to go because we're creating something different. Now that people understand that it's a bit different, cool. Now I can ask questions on these particular things and kind of like narrow it even more down to where we stand out even more. So I I mean, I I like the embracing. I like the embracing. Uh, but with, uh, asking people for help and looking up stuff and things like that, um, I want to shout out to the EYL boys and 19 keys because they were just on the breakfast club. Um, and I say boys, I mean, men, you know, I don't mean no harm The people. Some people are like really delicate today. Mm. They understand my heart. Um, but. 19 key, I was really like hit by a certain part of the interview where he was saying that this generation is just on information overload. But how he worded it was like, damn, okay, Mm. what is the solution? So let me, let me tell y'all what I mean. If you teach the child everything, you spoil them of the ability to learn properly. You understand me? And so a great teacher is always going to leave something out, so it leads you to a journey. We are overly informed society, but we under-execute. Because it used to be a hard where you got to go to a library and get some knowledge, right? But that's like, I got to walk there, I got to get a library card, I got to take out a book, I got to learn it, I got to bring it back. That's the process. Now you Google something on your phone, there's no work in between that, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so you don't appreciate it because Mm -hmm. it don't have any Mm -hmm. real value. Mm -hmm. Can I play devil's advocate off top? Okay, what you got? Okay. Even though I completely agree with this, right? Is that a old school way of thinking? Let me explain what I mean. You always know you're old, and I'm not calling 19s old because he's not. But you always know you're old when you go, see, back in my day, we used to do things this way. 
And that's what they know. And that's how they process things and did things. And so they believe that everything is good. Right. So the example was. Yo, uh, I used to go, well, not, he didn't say I, but they used to go to the library, boom, grab the library card, find a book, check it out, go home, read it, bring it back, all this great stuff. Now it stays in there. And now everybody, it's, it's more of a packaged and given to you type of vibe and no one is executing. Now, can we say no one is executing if we're seeing younger millionaires are we saying that no one is executing if actually there are more people who are in the older status that is now starting new things? Like, are we maybe in where you see it? Because I, I feel a certain kind of way. And I'm just this is real raw thought because I was like so mm -hmm. impressed by this. And then I was like, hold on. But. Like, I do agree this is the most information that has ever been given out in the world, period. Just that, just this time period. But to say that not every, like, everybody doesn't execute, I don't, I don't know about that part. Because that's like, for the people that are like, the most successful people not the most successful because some people will say different, but like if you are like, like us only child, right. Um, didn't have to worry about too, too much. Right. Didn't do the struggle thing or nothing like mm -hmm. that. Y'all not supposed to be like, y'all supposed to be given everything. And so your level of execution, your work ethic is probably isn't the same as somebody who had nothing. And that's far from the truth. Mm -hmm. So I look at it almost the same way, like kind of that generation, like, okay, we did have to get our books and we had to walk through the snow and get it and come back and it was cold and now I have to read this book. But I, we, this whole podcast is based off research. Right. Right. So I don't know that that's playing yeah. devil's advocate, even though, like I said, I agree with this. I'm playing devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, I will, I will say the, the part of it uh, through the context of the interview. And, and I heard that probably a little bit more than half of it. He's saying we as a community or as a society, society, we under execute. So we're over informed, mm -hmm. but we under execute. Mm -hmm. My caveat to it or my, my piece to it is, I think we don't execute to enough things that are meaningful. Mm, I like that. That's that. Yeah. We, we don't really contribute to stuff that it's like, okay, like everyone is just trying to do what they call, uh, you know, like get their time back or, or leave. Like I'm telling you last week we were at the hospital and this is slightly off topic, but let me just kind of give you an example. Last okay. week we we're at the hospital and to see the amount of people in the emergency room mm -hmm. that are supposed to be like, yo, emergency, like, okay, let, let's, let's get you taken care of because clearly it's exactly what we're in, an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> like it's an emergency situation. Emergency. You would think there is some level of sense of urgency or mm -hmm. like just moving up. I kid you not, the doctor walked into the room and said, okay, so tell, so tell me what happened last week. Mm -hmm. oh. and, and then... And, and what about now? Mm -hmm. And like you have someone in excruciating pain right in front of you, clearly not in the mood to talk about what happened in her life when she was four years old. Right, right. It would be helpful if we can like move up on it a little bit. And I'm just like, man, something about our generation in in some cases, again, in some cases, not all, but there is a lack of urgency towards things that are meaningful. Like we've added more value to things that do come easy to us, like the Internet and like these trends and like some of these other things. But stuff that actually matters, that's the stuff where I'm like, 
man, am I, am I contributing to it? And I'm not calling anyone out. I'm, it actually made me like ask myself the question, like, am I only looking for shortcuts and conveniences and not looking for ways to do the difficult thing or the challenging thing to contribute to the greater good of society? Like, I would just hope that with all this information, we don't forget that it's just a matter of making or creating an easy life for ourselves, but not impacting society. Like at the end of the day, at some point, somebody from your family is going to still live here when you're not. Your children, your children's children, your, your cousin's children, your aunt, somebody's children from your family, your, your generation are going to live on this planet when you're no longer here. And how have you made it better for them? So that's the stuff where I like, literally, like it has me re, rethinking all of my stuff. And I know we're not necessarily talking about the, the, the how to learn piece just yet, but just from that standpoint, I'm mm -hmm. like, nah, I can agree on that. Yeah, we, like, what are we contributing to that's truly impacting society? Oh, I agree. Now, <laughs> let me go with my real feeling. Because like I said, I played devil's advocate. I think, I think also what the part that, if you watch the interview, it was more on the research part. Like, some people are expecting business in a box. Yeah, no, no good. Yeah, some people are expecting branding in a box, right? Just give me this and just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And boom, here's my success, right? And one of the lines that he said was like... Uh, the greatest teachers are the ones that leave certain things out because now you're remembering it and embracing it. And since I'm now using the word embrace so much now, um, embracing it a little bit more because you found it out on your own mm -hmm. and you fact checked and you saw what it did. Like you saw the results. It wasn't like, third party information. Mm -hmm. Like it was you finding out that particular thing. And this is why the greats are the greats and the geniuses are the geniuses because they did the research and they got the information firsthand. And you're trying to learn from them because they, they put in the work. Right. So I, I, I agree with the business in the box, stocks in the box, anything like super packaged up and you're like, okay, here, give it to me. And when I have this, I don't have to do any more research. No, when you're given some type of information, even if it's all packaged up, great. Still do the research because you yeah. still have to find your own way of doing things. And so, yes, A, um, A, B, C works very well, but how can you make it uh, A plus? How can you make it a yeah. B plus? How can you make it a C plus, right? We're not thinking of how to make it to the next level when we're given everything. That's good. That's good, Mix. That's good. And the truth is, Whatever you're given is only with you for this time, like mm -hmm. these market conditions, these circumstances, right? Like once things change and we were just talking about change over the, the last little bit, mm -hmm. which is inevitable, it's going to happen. If you're not taught the instincts of what helped build this box that you have in your hand or that was handed to you, you're not going to be able to take it with you to the next phase or the next just market shift or wherever things are going. So I'm, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I always used to think of it through the lens of confidence. Like yeah. when you do it yourself or when you learn how to do it, you become more confident. But I think there's also a part of it that it gives you a bigger fight. Like, like when you built something and, and it was your time, your effort, your blood, your sweat, your tears to build it up from nothing or to, to build on top of the box because you were given a box. So you, you did stuff to build on top of the box. 
when when someone is threatening or something is threatening to take to take that away from you, you're going to have a bigger fight because you're like, no, hold up. This is mine. Like, I actually work to build this. I'm not just going to fall back and let you take it. So I think there's that bigger fight that comes with with it when you feel like I had to earn this or I sacrificed to get this. So it, it, it pulls more out of you to keep it. That's so good. That's so good. Um, all right. Last topic, but not least, um, this one hits a little home, but, uh, shout out to, uh, our family, the FAQ podcast, right? Um, they have amazing interviews and I think I'm going to utilize more of them than any other interview I should Mm -hmm. support the family, but, um, they had, uh, young guru, as you know, one of the people that they interviewed, and if you don't know who he is, he is mainly known for the uh, back end of people like Jay Z, okay, the sound engineer uh, of Jay Z and a lot of his albums, and so he says something really dope about not being the star and him being okay with that. Right. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but listen to what he said. I'm not the star. I help make the star. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's, if, if Michael Jordan trainer want to be Michael Jordan, there's a problem. You should take pride in, I'm the dude that trained Michael Jordan. I did his health. I did it. I gave him what to eat. I told him how many, how much weights to lift, how much, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. you at yourself didn't go out and score the 50. He scored the 50. Yeah, but you still proud. You know what yeah. I mean? That's like, that's how I feel. And I'ma help you do the best you can, or I'm at least the dude that is making all of the gadgets for 007 before you go on the mission. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm make sure you got everything you need. And if it's a special yeah. new thing that'll help you win, here you go. go. I love that. I love that. I love that. You cuz you know why you talk about somebody who really has recognized their worth and they don't need applause to to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, no, I actually understand that my greatest contribution comes in the form that doesn't generate the biggest applause from the masses. Yep. And the crazy thing is, and I, I think a lot of people who are in those quote unquote supportive roles or behind the scenes or don't get the center stage, some people are in those roles because they simply that they don't like to be in the limelight. Yeah. Others are in those roles just because they excel at them or like they're really good at them. But, but if you think about it, although you're not getting direct applause, you are probably a bigger reason for why there is applause in the first place. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, if you think about it, like if there is no this, if there is no engineering, or like someone like Guru helping put the album together, and I'm not gonna go to the extent of saying there is no Jay Z because that's a big thing. But it's like, yo, we don't receive the music in the same way mm-hmm. sonically if he didn't exist. So it's like, yo, people. I think people behind the scenes definitely need to start giving themselves more credit. And just because they're not, they're not the ones standing on stage or getting the, the applause and all that stuff, that doesn't mean it's not, you, you didn't contribute to it or, or you, you're, you're not getting that applause just as much as the person who's standing on there. Yeah. I, um, I, I love this one because it's like, it relieves the pressure of everybody needs to be a boss. That's right. It's like, it's okay. I forgot where I heard it from, but like we we look at like the Mark Zuckerbergs and things like that, Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos, and we see how much they make. But how much does the number two make? How much does mm-hmm. the number three make? How much does number four make? Still probably way more than we do. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm just saying, it's like depending depending the industry, we're we're always looking at, yo, I have to be and, and and I almost look at it like when you are the CEO, 
when you are the head of something, when you're do, like, you're more the talent mm-hmm. and you have to be the face and be somewhat of the entertainment of the actual brand where the real work really comes from the team. Not saying you don't do any type of work, but the reason may the, the reason for the extra push of why you're out there and why you're successful is because of other people that is around you and Mm -hmm. is okay for contributing to the true success of the main goal. Yeah. You know, and as long as everything is fair, as long as everybody's vision is um, heard and, and, you know, guided to like, it's nothing wrong with being behind the scenes and executing as if it was you. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. or it is lo- you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I, and I love what he said with, uh, Michael Jordan's trainer, because my man, especially after that last dance thing, all oh, I saw was time. him. Let me show you how <laughs> I trained Michael Jordan, right? Like yeah, you still yeah. like uh guru isn't just working with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. He's working with other people as well. Jordan's trainers wasn't just working with Jordan, but you have to understand, are you leveraging the opportunities that are given to you to be able to have your name, right? Your name can be stamped by one spot. And it it always depends on how do you leverage it, right? Like you don't have to be, and and I know um, some people is like, well, you know, what about having our own? What about doing this? What about having our own brand? This And get it. And if you have that desire, I really believe you should, right? But if you are not taking care of home that mm-hmm. gave you that stamp, it, it could get a little ugly. It could get a little yeah. ugly. And it's more about you are in your genius when you are the behind the scenes person and working behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. You get out of your genius when you try to be the star and you have no desire to be that really, but you feel as if everybody is doing it. And I have to as well. No, the people you follow, the people in your environment are doing it. Mm -hmm. And so that's all you see. We get, we get so that's, that's why it, it's is a gift and a curse for your environment. It's a gift and a curse for your following because you see what people are doing. And if you have a good environment and, and a good, you know, social media following as far as like who you follow, it can be very uplifting and, and like, oh, look at everybody doing things. But then you could get very in a consumer mode and be like, oh my God, look at what everybody is doing. And mm-hmm. am I fault? And then you start believing, am I falling behind? No, my man is the reason why we have multiple Jay-Z albums the way we hear it. Mm-hmm. So if I get credit for that and I am the uh, reason why this person has all these accolades, I'm one of the reasons. It's like I won. I know I'm a key factor. You may not be feeling valued. And maybe that's why you think mm. that way. That's a different, yeah, it's that's a, a lack different of story. Pride too. Mm. It's a lack of pride too. And ownership. It's a lack of pride too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a lack of pride because... Yeah, like like you said, the the guy Tim Grover or, or MJ's trainer or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like my man wants to let you know, hey, I wasn't MJ. I was his trainer. Yeah. Like, and he takes pride in the fact he that fine. he was the one. <laughs> right. It's like I I did this right, and it's like we would look at him differently 
if he wasn't talking with that same level of pride and confidence for his for his work. Yeah. We would think like, oh, well, he's nobody like, yeah, MJ, MJ just happened to work out with some guy like that's anybody. Right. So I think, I think the minute that we start and, and, and it's crazy, man, I remember, I think it was like two or three years ago. Um, we were still on Facebook at the time. We hadn't even started the podcast mm -hmm. two, two years ago. Yeah. Probably about two years ago. Okay. And, and I realized the importance of everyone who's stepping into the space and any space for that matter. At some point, you have to forget about the title and you got to answer the call. Mm. Like, like, forget about, well, what are they going to think about my title? Is it exclusive enough? Is it powerful enough? Is it, is it like cool enough for people? Are they going to respect me enough? And just answer the call. I'm going to use your word. I'm, embrace the call. Like, yo, if this is what you were called to do, embrace it, embrace it and be so damn good at it yeah. that they look at you like the star, the, the, the person who gets the applause because they know when it comes to this piece, can nobody do it any better? Mm -hmm. And guess what? The beautiful thing about life is everybody is needed. And that's why we started the episode is saying, you know, this is one of those episodes that's going to show you no matter who you are and what you do, there's space for you mm. as long as you embrace it. Mm. Heard that long as you breathe. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think it's. I just, I, I, I just want hope. I hope that some people's pressure of being up front is a little bit off. It's not going to be all mm -hmm. the way off, but like just a little bit off because we do have a lot of people who work behind the scenes. That do get a good amount of praise like you mm -hmm. and and that's because they take ownership in it that's because they treat it as if it's theirs like if you're just doing it just to do it then it's a job and then you know you may get recognized you may not but you're just doing it but just to like do it i'm just here you're treating it as a task where no this is this is mine i'm like Shout out to Carl. Me, ha me, we had this conversation. It was like, there's difference between people on the team just to be on the team, and then there's people who take true ownership of the brand, mm -hmm. right? Um, regardless of the ups and downs that it may have, take there is ownership, and this is my section. And because I run this section, it is, it it goes the way it does. You yeah. can't say nothing about this particular mm -hmm. part, right? And as the brand grows, you grow. And so you have to, if you feel that I have to be upfront, there could possibly be two reasons. Um, one could be you are being... Persu not persuade. What is it? Um, what's that word? Uh, peer pressured. There it is. Uh. Peer pressured uh, to do so based off what you see all the time or the place that you are behind the scenes at are not valuing, valuing you. Valuing. That's a harder word than to say, but valuing yeah, you. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but. Yep, that's what I'll say. That's good. But uh, follow us everywhere on all social media platforms at Nikki and Moose, please. And thank you for all our Apple podcast people. Go listen to the after show. We're going to have some uh, Kanye talk. Um, some Just some of the lessons that we've learned uh, from that whole documentary, which was amazing. Uh, so if you want to hear some branding and business lessons from the Kanye documentary, because we didn't want to flood, uh, once again, the podcast with <laughs> Kanye talk, Kanye um, talk. come to the after show. Sounded like Suge Knight right there. You don't want to have Kanye all dancing in your video. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Moose, final words. 
Yeah, I don't, man, I think that that topic of like, what are you contributing to the world? It's, it's just, I, I think it's so needed right now. So I think for me, what I'm going to say is, yo, what you, what you contribute to this world is more important than what you keep in it. So I, I'm going to just let you answer that question. Like, think on that. Like, yo, what am I truly contributing to this world? Or am I just sitting back hoarding stuff and taking everything back with me, not doing anything with it? 